The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, so we had enough. Um, next year, we will have enough. And we're going to be right back in the same situation. And uh, we're going to get it done. If I had a one game to win right now, I picked Jimmy Butler. Speaking of Warriors, I, I, I just would pick Jimmy Butler. Let's write. I'm saying That's in terms nice. of just like his. I'm you not, talking about lock, Jimmy Butler player. or not? Jimmy Butler with I'm the locks about, Which one won? Play, I'm talking about whatever he ran in the playoffs. I'm just saying something <laughs> about this dude. What is it about the Miami Heat in the conference finals? I want every part of my being wants to dismiss them. I want to say Celtics in five. I'm going to say Celtics in five. It's probably not going to be Celtics in five. What is it about the Miami Heat that I'm missing that we all miss? Draymond Green said it best. There's 82 game players and there's 16 game players. It takes 16 wins to win a championship. And those guys are on the Miami Heat's roster. You say Boston Celtics in five. I cannot bet against playoff Jimmy. This dude is unbelievable what he does to step up his game and raise the tide of everybody else around him. I'm sticking with uh, the, the Miami Heat beating the Boston Celtics here in this upcoming conference finals. He called it last year. When they got bounced in the conference finals, he said, we will be back and we will win next time. And b beyond all reasonable doubt, he did it. Jimmy Butler back on the stage. I am not betting against that dude to, to lose wow. in this series. Uh, the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler aren't just beating the Boston Celtics. They're beating the dog shit out of the Boston Celtics. So, slight addendum there. Tell uh, us how you really Big feel. Mike, yeah, I wonder how, uh, how much are you keeping up with um, your politics, uh, your pop culture, your entertainment news, just non-sports or, or even other sports on the PGA Championship. Just, just how much you keeping up with things beyond off-season workouts, you know, you, you're, you're well versed across the board these days. I would hope so. Um, I would hope so. I would like to think so. You are because you're, you're a versatile guy. I can't put you in a box. You're not a one trick pony. Uh, the reason I, reason I ask that is um, I'm sure you know that in NBA history, teams are 0 and 149 when trailing 3 0. Um, wow. Yep. And if Denver were to sweep tonight and Miami wins tomorrow, there will be eight days until the NBA Finals on June 1st. So in other words, you got to find a lot of other stuff to talk about on this here show because <laughs> there ain't going to yeah. be no real basketball going on for a while if we make uh, dubious history this season by having for the first time, I was today years old when I learned that there had never been two conference final sweeps in the same season. There have been 16 sweeps in conference finals history, but never twice in the same season. And that seems like where we're probably headed uh, given the vice grip that Miami has on the yeah. Celtics and Eastern Conference Finals, and given how flummox uh, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Big and Lil Joker uh, have the Los Angeles Lakers. But let's start here, because you know, obviously you're in Boston, that's your backyard. Um, 
I'm in Miami today. I'm in a Miami state of mind. That's why I'm wearing white. Hey, the only, it, the only it, thing it, you didn't have in your feed was bad boys. Only thing that was not representing it, your feed was Will and Martin. That's right. Everything else. Everything else. Miami. Welcome and, to Miami. And, and, and Michael, this is. I think both conference final results so far, 3-0, are surprising. I think Miami is the most surprising because some people, some people, and Denver was the number one seed in the Western Conference. Miami was Correct. the opposite. Miami Only was the eight. number one seed, yeah. Yeah, number one seed, and they're dominating. They've been the best team in the Western Conference most of the year. Uh, Miami has been, an afterthought is too strong, but it really was looked at as a two-team race between Milwaukee Michael. and Boston. Michael. An after, what? wait, sorry. An afterthought is not too strong. These dudes lost to the Hawks in the play-in and were less than yeah. four minutes from to losing to the Bulls. But it's so still no, Miami. I mean, listen. But you can't both, say. Well, right. You can't say that. Both, both you and I toward the, but both you and I toward the end of the regular season were talking about, oh, watch out for Miami because that three-pointer started falling. You always got to factor in Miami in these playoffs or in the playoffs with Jimmy Butler and, and Heat culture and Eric Spolstra. You can never discount Miami. But Miami was on the verge of being on vacation, either in Miami, maybe they stay or Cancun or somewhere else, coming from the play-in. But for them to go from the play-in and the second game of the play-in to being wow. eleven and three, like nobody could have seen this coming. And the way they handled and against the the Bucks, yes, the Bucks, the Knicks, and the Celtics. both of those teams. Right. Top two teams so I guess the, so far I got a game. The, this got one one so the, qu- the question the question I was going to ask you is is a good is an oldie but goodie for us. Just basic more about is the Eastern Conference Finals more about the Heat and Heat culture and that guy Jimmy Butler or the Boston Celtics because honestly, bro, I can't call it. <laughs> I, I can, can make a case for both of them. Go for it. I can. I I I think it's more I think it's more about Miami. And I say this, I say this now as a parent, and I probably wasn't thinking, I know I wasn't thinking this way, you know, 15, 20 years ago uh, before I had kids. But now I look at Miami and I look at what they're doing and I see the importance of not only talent, because they do have talent. I, you know, lots of it. I, I, did you see what, did they, you see what Jalen Brown they, said? Did you see what Jalen Brown said? Let me, let me interject this quote in case, because thank you for going there. This is a quote I read yeah. from Jalen Brown. They're playing well above their means. They're balling right now, and I got to get in respect. Guys that we should be able to keep under control are playing their ass off. That's the most backhanded respect I ever heard. Why? Because they no, a lot of them no. are undrafted? That's backhanded if you Look, ask me. They have talent, and it starts, it starts with Jimmy Butler. But beyond the talent of, of Stevens and Struess and Adebayo, you know, who's an all-star player, you know, it's not like uh, he was drafted and he's an all-star player and he was crushing Jalen Brown and others last night. It's discipline and details. How many times have you yeah. said that? I know you have to your kids that, yeah, you can have all the talent in the world and you can have, uh, you can have all the intelligence in the world, but if you don't t- pay attention to the margins and you don't finish the job, if you don't pay attention to the details, if you're not careful, Something that could potentially be great will wind up being sloppy and substandard and haphazard. And that's the story of the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are disciplined. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They know who they are. They know what their identity is. And they're, they're putting their impact 
all over the okay. Boston Celtics, and the Celtics don't have to do it. I don't know what to do with it. Well, likewise, the Celtics are sloppy, undisciplined, yes, and are yes, in, okay. are in an identity so, crisis. Well, and that's why, and that's why I like the more about because the answer is both, right? I mean, this is this is when I when I say I can't call it, it's not because I don't recognize uh, the brilliance and the discipline and, and the detail and the, and the dedication uh, of Miami Heat and Heat and Heat culture, but when you juxtapose it with a team whose heart pumps Kool-Aid. The Miami, the, the, the Boston Celtics collective heart pumps Kool-Aid. Reggie Miller was saying during the game last night, oh, they're taking the, the, the Celtics heart. What heart exactly? Because they look like a bunch of scarecrows to me. Okay? Like, and I never thought I would say that about a team that just showed tremendous heart and character, but maybe it just had to do with they were playing a fraudulent Philadelphia 76ers and coming back from 3-2 against the Sixers and what Jason Tatum and company did in game seven. But here they are with no answer for a team that an organization that has turned what we think we know about basketball on its head because thanks to the Miami Heat the draft when you're talking about Max Struess and Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson uh, and Caleb Martin. I don't know why I call him Stevens. And hell. Why do I call him Stevens? Vincent. Vincent. I don't know. Who's Gabe Stevens? And hell. All right. I yeah, I, I, I feel like I knew you were talking about and hell even Jimmy Butler was the 30th pick and is on his fourth freaking team. I mean, the draft doesn't matter. The regular season doesn't matter. <laughs> Seating doesn't matter. Hell leads don't matter when it comes to these Miami heat. So all hail the heat. But the Celtics like what the hell is wrong with them? Like they quit. They checked out. It's so funny, man. When you say my kids are talking about my, my, my players, I was literally cussing out my ninth graders this weekend for letting go of the rope. And for the Boston Celtics, who already lost two games at home, which is befuddling in and of itself, okay, how bad they are at home, to go on the road and lay down, roll over like that? I mean, it, it, they got that was that was such a disservice to the storied history of that franchise. I, have, I I could not believe how you have two All NBA stars leading the way, and we talk about Joe Mazzulla. Look, man, Joe Mazzulla went well, out that long ago, and I'm not trying to like shade him. Joe Mazzulla was an interim coach, not that long ago. He's basically a, looking like a substitute teacher right now, and we knew right. that Eric Spolster would cool circles around him. This is about those dudes. This is about Tatum, and this is about Brown. And this is about, is. to a lesser extent, Horford and Marcus Smart. This is about dudes no. that's like, yo, man, y'all, y'all too old for this. Y'all no, too no, old for this. Like, it's two all like, NBA he, players. Well, it's, it's, well, it's but I say to a lesser extent because because all of them, whether whether it's Grant Williams getting in Jimmy Butler's face, like all of them need to grow the hell up. All of them. Or you know what? Maybe it just ain't for them. Maybe, you know, I, I will put them in the same category as the 76ers. They are not who not. we thought they were or, or could be. And maybe it's just time to break this duo up. You don't think it's time to break this no. duo up? Because I just don't know that no, they got no. it. They just don't see that they got it. No. I, I, okay, another thing I don't believe in, and I've said this many times, I don't believe in writing emotional emails or <laughs> I- impulsive emails or anything like that. Any way I feel today, and if I'm really fired up about it, I'm gonna wait a beat, and then I may come back in a couple of days so I can so it can settle down. I just want to point out, age is not an excuse, but 
you know, Michael Jordan won a, an NBA title in 27-28. LeBron James won his NBA title 27-28. Like, oh, I'm not saying. If, if no, Mike, it, I'm not, I'm not saying Jason Tatum. Hold on. Let me be clear. Let me clarify before you correct me. I'm not uh, before you counter or correct as the case may be. I'm not saying that Jason Tatum can never win. I'm not, I would never I, listen, man. Like it wasn't that long ago when some people were talking about how undeserving Nikola Jokic was for being a two-time MVP because of what he hadn't done in the postseason. And before him, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And whether it's Michael Jordan or Tragic Johnson or, or, or LeBron James, long is the list of players who people have prematurely determined what they'll never right. be. And I'm not, I'm not right. saying that with Jason Tatum or, for that matter, Jalen Brown. I'm wondering if they can do it together. That's what I'm sure wondering. If this, if, if this sure combination... Okay, go for it. Yeah, but I, I'd say they can do it together because as much as we're celebrating the Miami Heat, we talk a lot about Heat culture and and we're praising Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley and all this stuff. The last champ, they they last won a championship ten years ago. So if we're judging by championships, no, I'm not judging by championships. One, I'm judging, what, what by, we judging, I'm judging about? by championship. I'm judging about championship character, and the and oh, the well, Celtics as presently constituted do not display it. Like you know it when they, you see it, even they if they haven't done they it. Haven't, and I don't see a team that has it up here and in here. I just don't see it. They didn't. They haven't Unless displayed they play it the in this series. Well, hold on. Oh, they haven't displayed it in this series. I do want to point out that they were in the finals last year. They did. They they, they the, were. The heat, heat culture. But oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold and on, they got outclassed in the finals last well, year. You the same person wait, that wait, coming into this well, series, Michael. You were worried. Wait, wait, wait. You were worried, Michael. Hold on. You were worried, Michael, coming into this series. That these Celtics would have the nerve to take the heat lightly. Did you not worry right. about that? Uh, and, and, they, that and they have. And they have. What, what I'm saying to you is heat culture has been around for a long time. I'm not mocking mm-hmm. it. But it was there no, last year. They, they were there last year. The Miami Heat had a game seven in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals last year, as Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler uh, alluded mm-hmm. to. Oh, 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 not alluded to. He was set. I mean, we, that was a clip from last year. Game yeah. seven at the crib, white party, everybody ready to kick it, and they lost. So, the to go so far and, and to say this it's is what the, the Celtics how. team is going to be, it's, it's the, the how, how right now. But look, man, okay. I'm a historian. I know, and 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 Magic Johnson sure. putting out his tweet. Magic Johnson put out his tweet. In all my years. I've never seen a Celtics team. Yes, you have magic. Yeah, I remember yeah. a team with Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, they and Kevin McHale. They got, but no, not they got right. swept. There's a they yeah. got swept in Milwaukee. And they, they got their coach. They they quit on their coach. The '83 Celtics quit on their mm-hmm. coach, which led to mm-hmm. Casey Jones getting two championships in '84 and '86. Like, so this is not new of a Celtics nope, team. No new things playing like dogs or any, or any team and getting or any swept. Team. They're yes. getting swept. There's a lot of teams I, that this is a right of passage for them. They gonna get swept. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah magic. Yeah, no, magic, right. magic, shut up, magic, <laughs> shut up. Wait, but oh, I wait, would man, say, hold on, this is still magic now. My favorite part though uh, is still. the score. My, no, my, my all right, shut up, Urban. <laughs> my favorite I love part magic, but Urban, they blew them out 128, 102 in game three. In game three, thank you. I love. I love magic. I can't stand Urban's tweets, though. I love magic. Though. Um, I got you. So I no, yeah, no, you're hundred. You're spot on. You are spot but, on. But this is why I'm going there back. There's a long to, list of teams that have not that have that have been embarrassed and look and and look awful. And it's like you know, break them up, move on, fire the coach, trade the players, only to come back 
and, and, and their story's not over. I get it. But there's just something about this Celtic. Last night, honestly, Michael, would you, would you at least allow this? You talk about what's surprising. Was last night really all that shocking given the makeup of this current Celtics team? When you think about no. it, was it really? Oh, all you know, it's interesting. You? That's my issue. It's so That's interesting. Issue. It's so interesting that you would say this. I'm telling you before last night, I swear uh, I had to stop like an hour before the game. I say one thing we haven't seen in this series yet because it happens in every playoff series. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen one team just putting it on the other one. Like just blowing yeah. them out. Like that, that's going to happen. One of these teams is going to blow out the other one. And I thought it might be Miami putting it on Boston, which is exactly what it was. But I'm going to tell you my last thought on why I think it's more about Miami than Boston right now. Why Miami yeah. is more yeah. responsible for what's happening. It's not necessarily collapse, but singular gotcha. focus. They're, they're, they're just better. Jimmy yeah. Butler. Jimmy Butler said that last year. And even when they were uh, struggling in the play-in, I think that was on their minds that they're playing for something. Even when he was missing time and they weren't making their shots and, you know, trailing the Bulls and uh, underdog against Miami, I think it was on their mind what they're playing for. They don't need to be reminded what the stakes are. The problem with the Celtics and, and the reason they're not going to win this series, one of the reasons they're not going to win this series is they always got to be reminded who they are or who they should be and what the stakes are. I can't keep telling that. I can't, I can't want it more for you so than you second. want it for wait, yourself. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, man. Goodness gracious. You know I said that. You know I said that after we lost yesterday, right? And by we, I mean my ninth grade team. Oh, I know. No. Uh, oh, I no, know. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. So I'm, I'm getting, wait, okay. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to identify our disconnect. So I think we both observing the same issues. I big think picture. maybe the departure where we, but, but where we part company seems to be, you think that this is just part of their journey and a learning experience. If I could characterize it that way, and that they they can come back from this. Not only do I that we both don't we both know they're not coming back in this series, but I don't right. know that as presently constituted they're going to recover from this. And by this, I specifically mean last night and this series. I don't know that they can just run it back and say, you know what, we took our lumps. Is, is that how you see it? Is that what I'm picking up from you? That this is this is the end of their story? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think run it back is is uh, is the way to go. But I just have a hard time looking at a team getting beat down uh, in the conference finals, being in the conference finals three the of conference the last finals. what four years. So getting beat, getting beat down in the conference finals this year, won the conference finals last year, lost the conference finals in a bubble to Miami. I have a hard time saying, okay, yeah, just because they're getting crushed and they look lost that it's over. No, it, it's got, you know what it is? This not, is yeah. not, I can't write that yet. I can't write that. Yeah, what I know, I what you. I know is. This you. is the moment where you go away after you get swept tomorrow night. You go away because you ain't got, you're going back to Boston without a win. Okay. After you get swept tomorrow night. Now, this is where everybody looks at themselves and says, okay, who am I really? Who did I show myself to be uh, in, in, in this four game series against Miami? Right. So it's on all of them. And then, and then I don't know where it goes from there. 
Are you honest enough to have that assessment and then poke holes in who you thought you were and understand yeah. that your narrative is not quite what you told yourself your narrative is and make adjustments. If they can do that, then the story's not over. If they can't do that, you're absolutely right. If they can't do that, yeah. this is as good as it yeah. gets. Yeah, I mean, we'll see whether practically, financially, whatever, uh, Jalen and Jason could continue to coexist. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I guess as we go to break, because we got to talk about, a, you know, a, a real legacy uh, and narrative after the break. I guess I'll put it this way. Mike, it's not that they got beat down. It's that they got laid down. Oh, that they laid down. Mm. Damn, I messed that up. Let me say that again. It's not that they got beat down. It's that they laid down. Shout out to State Property. Get down or lay down. No, they laid down. They rolled over. That's what bothers me. We've seen plenty of beat downs. In a series, and people come back from it. You're right. Teams have gotten swept before. Hall of Famers, all-time great teams got swept before. Like, it happens. It was, it's just... I don't know, man. It just that's right, right. Never quite, never really quite. You know, they, maybe they went. Maybe they've gone as far as they can go. You know, that's all. That's what. Can I say this? Can I say yeah. this? Yeah. Magic, Magic got swept in '83, but I bet Urban doesn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Uh, Jim Brown passed away on Thursday at the age of 87. Uh, Michael, not only is this our first opportunity to talk about his passing, but honestly, man, and I was thinking about this, and it's one of the things I enjoy about doing this show with you. In over 20 years of our friendship, in countless conversations, dinners, texts, and obviously this show, I don't know that we've ever really done a deep dive on Jim Brown. I don't think we've ever no, really we talked about Jim Brown. And even even our Patriots connection, uh, given Bill Belichick's relationship with Jim Brown, I don't know that we've ever actually gone there. And I'm like, man, I got an Akron, Ohio kid to talk about Jim Brown with. So take it away. 
Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's something, man. You know, growing up in Northeast Ohio, as I did, you know, football is very important to that part of the country. So much so, when I first started covering, you know, high school football uh, for the Akron Beacon Journal, we used to, for high school writers, we used to have predictions in the paper on who was going to win, and they'd keep score, and they'd keep records. So you'd have your predictions, you'd have your... <laughs> You'd have your picture in there. You have your predictions. You'd have your record. And I, I tell people this all the time. I know you know it, but maybe a lot of people in the country don't. Where they, when they play the Pro Football Hall of Fame game, the first preseason yeah. game, that is a high school stadium. It is a high yeah. school stadium where they're playing. It seats Tom about 30,000 yeah. people. Yeah. So it is uh, Maslin McKinley, where Paul Brown was once the head coach at Maslin in Ohio State. So the, the roots are deep in Ohio. I can tell you that I did not watch. I was not born when Jim Brown retired, but I was the only kid playing pickup football who would run the ball. And after getting tackled, I'd get up very slowly intentionally <laughs> because I heard all the stories. Oh, I heard all. Yeah. I heard yeah. my uncles yeah. and my aunts and, and my yeah. grandparents talking about old oh, Jim yeah. Brown. Jim Brown, you yeah. know what he used to do? He used to get up slow, yeah. and you thought he yeah. was hurt, and he walked back yeah. to the huddle slowly, and then go ahead yeah. and wreck people, and do his thing. So he was uh, yeah. he was incredible. He was a legend in Ohio, yeah. the best, the best uh, of the best of the Cleveland Browns, yeah. a member of their last yeah. championship team. Uh, yeah. All the things about Jim Brown. Jim Brown's on, Jim Brown on the on the field. Some of the women in my family saw him socially. And talked about how fine he was, and you, know, you ain't you ain't seen a man until you saw Jim Brown. You know, six two, six three, two hundred thirty yeah. pounds, on and on. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, a, a loss athletically, but as Jerry Brewer points out in this column, there is some complication there. Well, uh, there before, was some before we get to the complication, before we get to the complication, because I, I want to kind of like, because I feel like I feel like he packed a lot in eighty seven years. He well, yeah. he packed a lot in eighty seven years. I feel like the best way to execute this conversation is to kind of like do it in segments. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's many yeah. faces and facets of Jim Brown. And I don't want you to get into the complications and then I go back to football. Um, so I'll just do that real quick if you don't mind. Um, go ahead. Nobody ran yeah. the football better than Jim Brown. Career 5.22 yards per carry. Only person to average over 100 yards rushing per game. Uh, eight rushing titles in nine years. Seven 1,000 yard seasons. I believe the only non QB to be a three time MVP. It's one of those accepted truths, whether you saw it or not. And I think Barry Sanders, his father, would speak with it, would attest to this. Whether you saw him play or not. A little too much. A little too much. You just. Moment. Sanders. But you just. Not there. But you just. Don't say but it, you just accept. But you just accepted, right? You just accepted as gospel that Jim Brown was the greatest running back of all time. I was born in 1979. I was introduced to Jim Brown and I'm gonna get you sucker where he asked Jack yeah. Spade. What makes you think you could be a black hero? I'm an ex football player. He was like one of the funniest moments I've ever seen in cinema. Okay, <laughs> so it's like I, 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 I was I was introduced to Jim Brown as the actor. Okay, the first actor to have an interracial romance scene with, with Raquel Welsh. Okay, yeah, um, dude, dude retired at 30 from the Cleveland Browns as an, as an act of defiance and resistance. When Art Modell threatened to find him for missing training camp, when he was recording a dirty dozen, he was like, all right, chuck him the deuces. I'm out. I'm done. And never look back. Um, 
I, my first images of Jim Brown was when he had, you know, that 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 his signature trademark hat, um, you know, yeah. founding, founding the American program and and brokering peace between the Crips and the, Crips and the Bloods and and working with gangs and prisons and uh, and obviously we all have seen the iconic photo from the Cleveland slash Ali summit with him and Lou Alcindor and Bill Russell um, and, and and obviously you know Muhammad Ali and then Cassius Clay and so. Oh, it was Ali. Ali, I'm sorry. And so, um, he's been so ubiquitous uh, and such a pillar and such an institution, not just in black culture, but in popular culture. Like, he was one of them dudes on the wall at your elementary school. Like, you know, when you, you go to a black school and they got a bunch of great black Americans on the wall, Jim Brown's one of them. And he had a connection to everything and everybody. I remember Richard Pryor, when he was going through his issues, speaking in his stand-up about Jim Brown coming over yeah. to the house saying, well, what you gonna do? You what know? you gonna do? I mean, <laughs> he, was, he was friends. I mean, I just recently happened to watch One Night in Miami again. He was like this with Sam Cooke and Malcolm X, and of course, Muhammad Ali. It's like he was a titan and at, in the truest and add sense my of the favorite. word. And add my favorite, my favorite story. Earth, Earth, the uh, manage Earth, Wind, Earth and Fire. The Earth, the Earth <laughs> I mean, Wind, and Fire. Manage Earth, Wind, and Fire. Manage Earth, Wind, and, and Fire. I mean... And, and, and Maurice White tells a story how he first met Jim Brown, went to, the, went to his crib, Jim Brown opens the door, butt naked. I said it on purpose. <laughs> Not naked. Butt naked. <laughs> And Maurice White I was mean, like, what is this? What's going down right. here? So yeah, he was he was involved I mean, in everything. We, he really we're was. only talking about him as a football player, lacrosse. Only like revolutionized that sport practically, right? Like one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time. I mean And it's track. Like, okay. Okay. At, yes, at Syracuse. Yes, yes. Four sports. Yes. Yeah. Track and basketball. And he played basketball. Dude. And he, Dude, and he, he averaged was, thirteen points. He was incredible. Syracuse. He was incredible. And I mean, just socially, what he did for, I mean, what, he started the Black Economic Union. Uh, and listen, he, he had some questionable decisions. I mean, whether it was his, the, the, you know, way he dealt with Donald Trump and then how he handled some other, um, some other um, social uh, stances or issues, if you will. But, you know, I would, I would go so far as to say Jim Brown, Jim Brown might have invented woke. Okay, and I know that's used as a pejorative a lot of times nowadays, but I'm talking about in terms of the one of the original outspoken black athletes. He might have been the prototype for the black athlete who would not be defined by the sport he played. He was not satisfied getting paid to play football. He always demanded that he be viewed and respected as more than just a football player. Um, and so we can go on and on about his legacy as an athlete, as an actor, as an activist. But now, to your point about that word, the complications. We, oh, okay. Before yeah, we sure. get to the complications, there's one more yep. thing. One so more you make thing. you make this point, and then you take it to complications after you make, and then you yeah, take it. You just take it from there. Okay. I just want to. I want to tag on to the political point, and that. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people need to understand that Cleveland Summit. Cleveland Summit is there, and all of these figures, as that picture, you bring that picture up again. It's just a great picture, one of my favorite ones. Yep. yep. And and once you know the story, once you know the story the of story. this of this summit, it's even more impressive because there's Ali there, and Ali is. It, look, I, I'm not doing it. I'm not going. I'm not going I'm not to going Vietnam. To Vietnam. I'm not going to fight. 
I'm not going to Via Kong ain't ever called me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were all there together in support, although most of those brothers did not agree with Ali. Right. Correct. They did not Correct. share his political position. A lot, Correct. a couple of them there are former Cleveland Browns. They're veterans. They served. They didn't agree with him, but they right. agreed. They supported his right. To I'm do not what even sure if Jim. Don't, I don't want to. I don't want to misrepresent. I'm not even sure if Jim totally agree with it. Like I don't think Jim did. Jimmy. By the way, Jimmy Brown. Jimmy, old people call him yeah. Jimmy Brown. Um, but no, right. Jim like had a problem with John Smith and Tommy Carlos. You know, um, yeah, he had a problem. He had a problem uh, with Tom, Colin I'm Kaepernick. Sorry, Tom, Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and Tommy Kaepernick. Smith and John Carlos. Uh, with protests in general, he wasn't a fan of, 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 of peaceful protests in general. Called them parades. Um, so no, you're yeah. right. Thank you for pointing that out because he didn't have the uh, the even the neatest ideology. Uh, when it came to uh, right. black America, no you know, but I, but I feel like there was nobody more connected to all things black America in the 20th century and all people black America in the 20th century than Jim yeah, Brown. And, Go ahead. And, uh, Michael, I love that. Can I just tell you, I love the way you just said that he didn't have the neatest ideology. I mean, I, I so that is so accurate because it's hard to just say he was this or that because if we today, especially if I say he's a conservative, you probably think he wasn't down with things that he was down with. If I say Correct. he's a he liberal, supported Richard Nixon, I probably, want to say. Yeah, yeah, you probably think that he's against things that he wasn't against. Yeah. So it's hard yeah. to really pin him down. And like even yeah. his definition of what of what blackness was didn't always match up. Uh, okay, I told you about mm -hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire, managed them. You know, Richard Pryor, and he had a deal with Warner Brothers, and so he was able to uh, greenlight some movies and some projects. But he did turn down Prince because he said black people wouldn't listen to him. Mm. Okay, mm. so uh, yeah. yeah, 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 a swing and a miss there. But yeah. when you come to his, when you come to his relationship with women, there is just no way to right. to sanitize that. There's no way to talk around Nor that. Should you. I'm not going to say, you. oh, it, you know, why are we talking about it now? Because it's a part of his life. It was a Correct. part of, of who he was and these things, even though he consistently said, oh, that's not true. I'm misunderstood or people are telling the whole story. These incidents followed him in almost every decade that he was in the public eye. There was some incident right. with Jim Brown, including uh, one time when he did he served jail time because the court said, we need you to right. take some some, like, some no. counseling. Right. And he He's said like, no. no. Yeah, and he yeah. went and he went to jail. And so these things should not be these should be scrutinized. This should be part of his story. Sure, because I think too often, you know, these situations, especially with great athletes like this and seminal figures like this, these incidents are kind of put to the side or even glossed over. Well, I don't know. I think traditionally and historically they have been, but I think more more, more currently. No, I think we, it's part of our societal evolution that we don't ignore this part of because see I don't actually think he, he's complicated. I don't think it's complicated. It's very simple. If two things can be true were a person, it would be Jim Brown. Like he was all the things we talked about and he had uh, violence issues toward women and men at times. Allegedly. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and so what's the leg? I well, guess the way I, I, well, yeah, well, no, 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 because no, <laughs> 
Well, no, because no, no, because like from a legal standpoint, I'm, look, I'm just being a journalist here, like for once, from okay. a legal standpoint, there were there were things that we was accused of, but we was not proved or convicted of in some instances. Okay. Yes, we know the story about shattering, I think, I don't know if his girlfriend or his wife or car with a shovel or throwing his girlfriend off the second story balcony. Everybody's heard the stories, but from a legal standpoint, there are a lot of things that he was not convicted in the court of law for. So I'm just being accurate. But I'm not, I'm in no way absolving him of these accusations. That's strictly me being accurate. But the New York Times and their obit had it in the first paragraph. They didn't bury that. It yeah. was in the first paragraph in a description of Jim Brown and his life was was his was his uh, his violent relationship with women. The way I want to put it, Michael, is this: He was awesome, and in many ways awful. He was prolific and problematic. He was a legend, but maybe not the ideal definition of a hero. He was an icon but probably not an idol. And he was an example, but not, but, but not a role model. Like, there were, there were certain things about him as a person that are, that, that are, that are, that are nasty and that are ugly. Rest in peace. But like, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was true about, about some of the things that he, that he did and was accused of. And there were other things about him that should be celebrated forever. What he did for the black community, what he tried to do for the black community, what he did for black athletes, what he did for for the game, what he did for popular culture. And again, I think even in death, because listen, man, like we could have had this conversation a week ago when he was 87 years old. I think even in death, yes, you mourn him, your your heart goes out, uh, condolences to his family and his loved ones. But this is who he was. and, and And I don't know that Jim Brown, Jim Brown never ran from contact. Jim Brown never never wavered, never gave an inch. I don't know that Jim Brown would not want us to recognize the totality of Jim Brown, given that Jim Brown never wanted to be put into one box. Yeah, I I I, I don't like that headline from Trotter though. Was Jim was Jim Brown a great man? No. No. <laughs> no, he was not. Look, if 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 you're saying if if he had ambition, he did great to do things. Great, he did great, right? Yes, there we go. There's a distinction. If your ambition is to do great things, particularly for for black communities uh, across this nation and across this world, that's admirable. That's great. But part of black communities are black women. Yeah. So 100%. I, I, say it again. How, how do I? How do I? Say it again. I mean, how do I? How, right. Part of black communities are black women. So don't tell me, oh yes. You're a civil rights activist. You wanted the best for black people, but you don't always treat women of all races with respect. I'm sorry. I can't compartmentalize that. I can't ignore it. I want to ignore it. So no, he was not a great man. No, because if you ignore it, because if you ignore it, you do absolve it. You do. It's like, and even celebrating the great things he did, like, and I don't know the per- I don't know the right answer here. Do we, <laughs> man? <laughs> I feel like uh, Brother Bain and Malcolm X. Solomon has seven hundred wives. The, a, a man's great deeds far outweigh. Like you know, I mean, it's like, you know, what do you do with all the good that he did? Given that's why I said he was awesome and at times awful. It's like, what do yeah, you do you with some of, the, some of the great things he did? 
do you cancel those out? Do you forget them? Do you not acknowledge them? I think I think both things can be true. He can be celebrated and properly scrutinized and vilified if, if, if necessary. Um, some might say, well, there's a time and a place for that, and now is not the time. We're remembering Jim Brown. So I don't know that you can remember Jim yeah. Brown and not remember Jim Brown in his totality. We got company coming, so I just want to I, I want to say this last thing before we go, going back, taking it back to the field. Yeah. Jim Brown is why we've had a lot of knockdown, dragdown arguments about this, about Brady being the greatest player ever. And I'm sorry, I told you, and I ain't just saying this because the man just passed away. I cannot yeah. put a good conscience say that Tom Brady did his job better than Jim Brown did his. <laughs> By the way, shout out right. to Jim Mercy. Jim Mercy's top five list. I know he left off Peyton Manning. Was fire. He had Jim Brown. He had Tom Brady. He had John Elway. He had Deacon Jones. He had Reggie White. That's a damn good list, if you ask me. That's an unemotional, unbiased list, if you ask me. Um, so I'm Jim Brown is he is on the mouthwash of black athletes. Elway and three. Y'all know about that. Elway and three. I'm Elway's not sure Elway should be there. Elway should be in the top five. But I'll tell you, Jim Brown. I understand your point about Jim Brown and, and, and being a football player and all that. Never missed a game in his Never career. Missed Never missed a game. Missed a game. And another stat, another great stat about Jim Brown, the football player. He scored more touchdowns than he had games played. If you throw in his yeah. 106 rushing touchdowns and his 20 receiving touchdowns, that's 126 versus 120 games played. Uh, yeah. That tells you a lot about the man on the field. He was unstoppable. The dude could have crushed it now. He, if he played now, he would be the baddest running back in the league. Like, I, I, I can't tell you how many hours I spent my uncle and my grandfather watching black and white NFL films of Jim Brown running over, through, and around everybody. It's unbelievable. At Delta, we know Mike and HC prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I don't even know where to start. Uh, it's obvious, uh, obvious letdown. I feel like we let our fan base organization down. We let ourselves down. And it was collective. They playing well above their means. They're, they're balling right now. And I got to give them respect. Gabe Vincent, Martin, Struess, Duncan Robinson. You know, guys that we should be able to keep under control are, are playing their ass off. These two dudes podcast their ass off. Dragonfly Jones, Dragonfly Jones, Jethro Jenkins, Tyler and John. Good to see y'all, man. It's been too long. That's a fail on our part. But uh, 
It is great to have you guys back. Michael and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, Tyler, you can go first. Um, just simply put, is this 3-0 Heat lead, is this more about Jimmy Butler, the Miami Heat, Eric Spolstra, Heat culture, or the Celtics just, like I said earlier, they collective hearts pumping Kool-Aid? <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, you know, I'm not a pinch straddler, but I think it's a, it's a bit of both. Um, I think yeah. this is for sure, like, a, a heck of a chapter in, in heat culture lore here because, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, well, this is the same core that, you know, took Boston seven last year, but this was not the same team. You know, the 22-23 heat was, were not the 21-22 heat. I don't, uh, you know, they, they stumbled, um, you know, late in the season. I don't think any of us saw the, that they had this run in them that they have here now, but With no it's for sure. Right, right, right. With no Tyler Hero, but he might be back for the finals. So, you know, that's another wrinkle to add there. Um, but, but yeah, nobody, um, I mean, I don't think I've, I've had diehard heat fans hit me up on Twitter saying, bro, we didn't even see this coming. Like, you know, it, it is a testament to heat culture. Um, I think it is a, a failure on the Celtics part as well, because, um, the thing about playoff basketball, right? You got to pick your poison. And if you can, um, and, and you know, depending on the team's role players to beat you, that is a great bet to, to make most of the time. But that conventional wisdom goes out the window at the heat. Right, because they, they the heat culture, heat basketball is we're going to roll out five guys, and all of these guys can torture you if they get hot. So you have to scheme yeah. for that, and you have to you know be prepared for that. And the Celtics have not done that. I think one team is a professional basketball team, the other isn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Heat come and play four quarters every game, regardless of if they have a they have a chance to win or not. Or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll give you everything they yeah. got, and just you don't get that from the you don't get that from the Celtics. You know what I mean? Like, you can, you don't get four quarters from the Celtics. And then, like, you know, Spo finds a way to muck it up no matter what team he's playing and how good the other team is. And he finds a way to make it easy in the offensive end. And so, you know, we can't say that, you know, Missoula has done that. So, I think one team is professional. They come in, they clock in. Every game, they're going to give it everything they got. And the other one isn't. You know what I mean? And when you can find a way to yeah. make it easy on, on the offensive end for you and harder on the defensive end for the other team, regardless of how big the talent disparity is, you have a good chance of winning. And then you got a dog like Jimmy Butler that just grabs the reins of games at the end, and they really haven't even needed that for the most part. I mean, last game, they didn't even need Butler had, like, what, 16 points? They got cooked yeah. by, you know, Gabe Vincent and, and, and Caleb Martin. You know what I mean? So, so fortunate no, I, I to like, watch. I like, as a St. Louis I like as, how as a fan that. of Jason Tatum. Yeah. No, I like how y'all put that. So, going to the Western Conference, do the Lakers find a way to get a game tonight, John? I mean, I don't care. I hope not. Don't waste my time, man. Let's get to the finals, dog. You feel me? Let Brown rest. Let Brown rest. They got eight, they got eight days before the finals, hey, though. Hey, 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 don't waste my energy. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a chance, G. The other team is just better. The Nuggets are just better. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just better, and that's it. So, I mean, it. It's, 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 it'd be cool if they got a win, I, I suppose, but I'd rather Brian rest. He's looking kind of old in this in this series in particular. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that foot's definitely bothered him. I think he's more hurt than old, honestly. Um, so, man, yeah. I, hey, they, they, uh, if they do, they don't, it doesn't matter. The series is over, baby. You know well, what I mean? I'm not going to well, waste my energy. But, Tyler, the reason, uh -huh. I, the reason I asked it just that way, just, just the reason I, I went down to, like, do they get a game is, and maybe I'm overstating this. Y'all need Twitter streets a lot more than me. I'm trying to prepare myself for the silliness that could ensue if 38-year-old LeBron James is swept by the Nuggets <laughs> as, as a seventh seed. I just, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, Lord, please don't let this dude get swept. 
Hey, hey, look, the, the haters are going to find a way to clown regardless. You know, four-game sweep, gentleman sweep, whatever, what have you. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with John. I think they probably do win tonight, but that, like, them stretching the series doesn't, you know, benefit the Lakers at all because then you just got, you know, uh, uh, you're probably going to get blown out the building when you go to Denver and, you know, have to play in that altitude. So, nah. Hey, is there anything that, that you all have seen in this series that makes you say, okay, Jokic, if he had won that third straight MVP, maybe I thought I was going to have a problem with it, but after watching him up close in this series, yeah. I, I wouldn't have a problem at all. Anything from Jokic, uh, you know, Tyler, you go, then John, you take it. Uh, anything from Jokic to make you reconsider your MVP thoughts? Um, yeah, you know, I was I was very high on, on Jokic. I thought he was, you know, a top five guy in the world before this postseason. Now I'm at the point, if you say he's the best player in the world, you won't get an argument out of me. Um, you know, I, I, I tweeted out the other night. I said that, you know, this postseason, you know, has, has kind of, you know, cemented that Jokic has to be in that best player of, you know, in the world argument, you know, for so long, for almost like 10 years, that discussion has been Bron, Steph, KD, but we're in the Giannis Jokic era now for the crown, right? Like, and, and, you know, of course you get pushed back on that. People don't like change, but these dudes have won four of the last five MVPs and they're about to be in two of the last three finals. We are in the Giannis and Jokic era right now, for sure. I think if B did enough to win the MVP, he's not the best player in the world. It's definitely, I think it's between Giannis and Jokic. You know what I'm saying? So what I've seen is brought him up higher on the best player in the world. I don't think the MVP mattered to him anyway. You know what I mean? That was something we was talking about. He's one or two of them, baby. He got, you know what I mean? That third didn't mean much. He wants a chip. And it looks like they're going to get it this year for sure. He's playing like it. I just, it's not about what I'm seeing. I just like what I'm not hearing anymore. And I'm so glad... Mm -hmm. Sometimes, man, it's like, you know, they say the best deals are the ones you don't make. I'm, sometimes, the best, sometimes the best takes are the ones you don't have. I'm so glad I ain't buying to that bullshit about Nikola Jokic <laughs> not being a, a worthy two-time MVP because he had never done nothing in the playoffs. And, and the last game showed you, all right, for as valuable as he is, and for that matter, like, he's the big joker. Jamal Murray is a little joker now. Mm -hmm. Like, for as, for as valuable as he is, John, like, they did their most important work. Maybe not their best work. Their most important work when he was in foul trouble and on the bench, which goes to show mm -hmm. me that they all need a team. So just like he was doing more with less in order to uh, justify being the most valuable player, oh, oh, imagine he's going deep into the playoffs against the best teams because now he has a squad. Oh, he has a crazy. I mean, the, the 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 squad is crazy. KCP in the closeout game against the Suns had like 18 in the, in the closing game in that first half. You know what I mean? Like, Murray, what he's done in, like, 30 in the first half, what, 23 in the fourth quarter to get a, in a, in a big comeback win? I mean, they got a squad, you know what I'm saying? And he, and def he definitely needed that. He needed a healthy team, you know, in order to, to win in the way they are. But, yeah, man, I mean, like I said, they're the better team. And and, and whether Jokic is, is his at his best or not, he has the squad to, you know, step up when needed, for sure. MPJ is 23 a night, you know what I mean? And he's not had, you know... He's not been going crazy. They, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're just a they're just a great squad all the way around, bro. On both ends of the court, like great team defense and great team offense. And you never see that team take bad shots. When the last time you looked at it, even with a team with MPJ on it, and you and they don't they, and you don't see bad shots, that's a well coached yeah. squad. Mike Malone's doing his thing. We got to give him his flowers as well. Yeah. Tyler, you want to jump in? 
on that or you yeah for sure for sure um um I, I totally agree with john because um you know the main concern i had with with these nuggets i'm gonna be honest with you i was i have never been more wrong about two one seeds in in one postseason than i was about the bucks and, and the nuggets right <laughs> i thought the yeah. bucks were gonna win it all right right yeah. on the on, on the inverse right. side of things i thought the bucks yeah. were gonna win it all and i thought the nuggets were probably gonna you know get back weren't gonna make it out the west maybe you know second round or, yeah. or conference finals exit and i was wrong because my main concerns about about the nuggets were you know, I don't know how you can play Jokic and and MPJ. You know, ha- have them share so many minutes without having you know, um, you know, a, a strong defensive presence out there. Aaron Gordon has just been ridiculous on the defensive end this postseason. And like John said, they play great team defense as well. So, so yeah. So, so the concerns that I had about them, they just obliterated them because my concerns were never Jokic isn't that guy because he for sure is. Yeah. Hey, man, Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, um, speaking of that dude, before we let get y'all out of here, Mike, I want I want you on this too, brother. Um, yeah, yeah. Former Nugget uh, officially called it a career today with one of the dopest mm. retirement announcements I've ever seen, which is really Loved a love it. letter to his son. Carmelo Anthony Beautiful. announced his retirement today. Uh, Tyler, John, Michael. I, it's funny how guys, like, when they're in their careers, we decide what their legacies are or aren't and who they are and aren't. But as Carmelo got older and even post-career, it just seems like there's there was more respect for what he did as opposed to talk about what he didn't do. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, winner. He was a winner. Maybe he didn't have a championship, but he was a winner, whether it's international basketball, college basketball, or in the game of life, he was a winner. Tyler, John, and Michael, like, how will you remember Carmelo Anthony? Um, He's going to, of course, be forever linked to that 2003 draft with, you know, Braun and Wade and Bosh. Um, what I'm going to remember most about him is just just one of the best offensive players I've ever seen. Just a savant could do it all out there. You know, can can face you up, take you off the dribble, can, can get to the basket, can work the midi, can work the deep ball, can back you down with the bully ball. Just a complete offensive player. And um, you know, Melo, he, he was just he was just cool, right? Like like being cool counts for a whole lot for me. You know what I mean? As you know, in regards to the players that I latch on, and Melo was just a cool guy, and his game was fun, and it was beautiful. Like that's what I'm gonna miss um, the most about him. One of the best offensive players I've ever seen in my life, man. You know what I'm saying? I remember them series against the Lakers. Him and Kobe going back and forth. You know what I mean? He gave Kobe problems, you know? First team defensive type player. Gave him problems, you know what I mean? So, I remember him as as just a great scorer out of a beautiful game. You know what I mean? And as a nugget, honestly. I know, like, maybe Knicks fans might not like that. But when I think about him, I think about them Nuggets years for sure. But, you know, beautiful way to leave for sure. Showing love to a son like that. A lot of respect as a parent for sure. Yeah. yeah, what you said there too, exactly what he said about his son at the end, man. That uh, as as a father, that gets that gets me choked up every time. And he was strong too. He was a big, like you guys said, he was a great scorer. He was, but he was bigger than if you saw him up close. I'm like, oh, oh, he's bigger than you think he mm-hmm. is. Got it done. And yeah. by the way, I just want to say, on a comical note, I was there that night at Madison Square Garden. When KG said that stuff to him, and they went to the bus, oh, and he was waiting yeah. outside the bus. He was waiting outside yeah. the bus, and KG was KG was on the bus. Okay, I'll just right. that. Mello, KG Mello stayed on the bus. He, he, he you know played with finesse, but like you said, he was a big, strong man, and KG knew what time it was. You know what <laughs> also, Mello also never got the credit he deserved. He was on the front lines and at the forefront of the athlete social justice movement, man. He was a voice before it was sure. popular, man. I'm telling you, he was one of those dudes that was That's holding right. down 
and keeping it real. Appreciate y'all, man. The volume. Jenkins and Jones, thank you. Appreciate y'all, man. Peace. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Got hey the Mike, Mike. I'm, yeah. I, I, I must know. I got to know. I must know. I got to know. Who you got tonight? Uh, I got the Nuggets, man, and I got the Heat. But I'm telling you, the Heat have taken the Celtics cornbread, and next thing you know, they're gonna be ironing their drawers and clipping their toenails. And I, I, I mean, I just, I don't know how you come back from this beatdown. Get your own cornbread. All right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.